to the Stoke Fam, the podcast designed to help families adventure more and stress less. On this show, we give you the confidence and inspiration you need to find your Stoke by sharing interviews from real families doing amazing things, conversations with brands who make adventures easier, and all the things we wish we'd known sooner. Come on, let's let's go. go! Welcome back, Stoke Fam. Recently, over on Instagram, we had an Instagram Live with three other adventure mamas who also all happen to be nurses, and we were talking all about adventuring in the heat. We had a lot of great discussion and advice and tips on that conversation, and I really wanted to bring that to you. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. I am going to share a little bit of info here at the beginning, and then we're going to get right into that Instagram Live. I am going to share it here with you, and I will not be doing any takeaways or anything like that at the end because we kind of did it in the live, so I don't want to make you sit through it twice. And secondly, the audio on this one is a little bit rough because it was recorded through Instagram, and there's really only so much I can do about it, but the information is still solid, and I think it's worth a listen, and if you can get past the first minute or two, I don't think you'll notice it as much. Um, I do also say it in the live, but just a reminder that we're nurses, but we're not your nurses. So there are their tips, not medical advice. And there will also be a link to the newsletter that I mentioned in the show notes, as well as in our Instagram bio. And also, this is our last episode for our first season. We are going to take a bit of a break for the rest of summer to spend more time together and adventure more, but we'll be back in the fall after school is kind of ramped back up again. And speaking of, if there are any topics or things you'd love to hear about on the next season, we really want to know. I've actually created a speak pipe voicemail where you can share your ideas with us, and I will link to that in the comments. Of course, you can always just shoot us a DM on Instagram or send us an email, but that's one other way for you to send it that might be a little faster for you. And last but not least, if you've enjoyed our first season and can take a moment to give us a rating and review on iTunes, we would really be grateful. It really helps our show to grow and help us to reach more people. And you know what? Let's actually make this a little bit fun. Uh, Let's turn it into a giveaway. Between now, let's see, today's the 19th. So between now and September 1st, this is 2021, by the way, if you share the podcast with a friend, share it on your Insta, or even give us a rating and review in iTunes, we will give you an entry into a giveaway for a family adventure prize pack. You can get one entry for each of those. So let's say um, up to three total per person. Just screenshot them and send them to me at hello at thestokefam.com. You're welcome to tag me, and that also is great. I will try to keep track of all of those as well. However, sometimes notifications get lost, so I just want to make sure you get credit. Um, So the best way to ensure that is to make sure that you go ahead and send me a quick email. Okay, let's get right into our chat with Sarah from Coppa 7 Adventures, Rachel from Be Bold Little Ones, and Stephanie from The Backpacking Mom. Hello. Okay, we're live. Um, Thank you, everybody who's joining us. I am super excited about this talk, and I am going to go ahead and invite the other mamas who are joining me. So hang on just one second while I get them added. Hi. Yay. Okay, it worked. Okay, I didn't break the internet. Okay, cool. (laughs) All right, how are you guys? So good. Yeah. Okay, so... Thank you so much for joining us. Um, So I think we're all here. So first off, I just want to say thank you for jumping in to talk about safely adventuring in the heat. And before we get started, I'm just going to lay this blanket disclaimer out there that all four of us are nurses, but we're not your nurses. So um, this isn't your medical advice, but we are going to speak to you from our experience as nurses and as adventure mamas. So um, now that we have that all the way, um, I wanted to start out by having us all just kind of share a little bit about us so that those of you who don't know who one of us are kind of get a little introduction and then we'll get right into it. So 
Um, I can start out real quick. I am Tiffany. I'm a mom of four. I'm, we're a family of four. I'm not a mom of four. I only have two kids. <laughs> I have two boys and they are nine and 11. So we are entering the tween years and we love to do things like hiking, camping, outdoor adventure, travel that's related to outdoor adventure. When we travel, you'll often see us like doing all of the outdoor things because we love it. And um, we, John and I, short story is my husband and I actually met in nursing school years ago, so more years ago than I want to admit. So anyway, we both have that background. So it's kind of cool when we're able to kind of take that into what we're doing now. So um, I will let somebody else do a little introduction. Um, maybe, let's see, uh, Stephanie, you're next on my screen. Do you want to go next? Yeah, so I'm Stephanie. I'm the backpacking mom on Instagram. No surprise, we like to backpack during the summer, right? Uh, <laughs> um, I am a mom of three kiddos. I have a 13-year-old, a nine-year-old, and um, a nine-month-old baby, so kind of all the spread there. Um, summer is our main jam for when we backpack, so we're very used to um, the struggles that come with adventuring in the heat. And I am a nurse, I've been a nurse for also longer than I care to admit, 10 years now. So um, yeah, I'm excited to have this chat with you guys. Awesome, thank you. Um, Sarah, how about you? Can you guys hear me okay? I can. All right, good. Um, so I am Sarah and I'm the main voice behind Kappa 7 Adventures. And as you can tell by the name, there are seven of us. So we have five kids um, sort of spread out uh, like the backpacking mom. We have um, 15, 14, 11, 6 and 3. And I actually got them all right. Um, so I don't know. It gets it gets harder <laughs> the more you have. I really struggle at doctor appointments. Um, but yeah, we actually live in Wisconsin, so not so hot, but we travel all the time. So definitely have had our fair share of um, issues in the heat, especially coming from a cold climate. And the first couple times we went down to, let's say, like Arizona, um, we definitely had some wake up calls as to what we needed to be doing and what was really important to focus on. All right, I'll go next since I'm last. Um, I'm Rachel and I am the voice behind Be Bold Little Ones. And I am a mama too. Well, I'm just going to start saying four. I've got three little girls and then. Um, a little baby boy on the way, and he'll be here with us in just a couple months. And then my <laughs> oldest daughter is eight, and then I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And we also, the summer is our thing. Even in the winter, we're chasing warm weather in the van, trying to, I know I should embrace the snow in Utah, but I just can't really do it, so... We're going to keep chasing the heat as much as possible. Well, I can't say I blame you. I love the heat. If it wasn't for my husband, I probably would have never gotten into snowboarding and actually enjoy it because he like loves it, loves it. For those of you who don't know, like he is like major into snowboarding and he convinced me, even though I sucked at all snow sports before I met him, he convinced me to try it again. And I actually really love it now, but it took a long time and I still hate being cold. So See, I'm um, from Idaho, so I'm used to the, I grew up in the cold, but my husband doesn't do any of those and so we stopped doing all winter sports when i got married and so hey. now we now we jc do what makes you happy right <laughs> do what makes you happy <laughs> okay 
Cool. So we kind of had a few topics that we were going to go ahead and cover. And we've had a few people who have um, shared questions with us. But if you are listening and you're on the call and you have on the call on the live and you have questions, just go ahead and um, add them to the comments and we will get to as many as we can as we kind of um, go through our conversation. So, yeah, <laughs> Stephanie's got us. All right, cool. So the first question that we wanted to talk about from all of our perspectives was, um, when adventuring in the summer, what is something that your family does to beat the heat? So we're just kind of going to go around the circle and let everybody share like little tips and tricks that we found that work well for our families. And um, we'll just keep going in the same order. So Stephanie, you want to go first? So one tip that we do is we're very conscious of our water sources, right? So a lot of the dangers that come with adventuring in the heat is dehydration. Um, the way you can beat that is by staying hydrated. Um, so we do pack a lot of water, but the other thing that we bring is a SteriPen. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's basically just about the size of a pen. You can fill up in like a stream if you're hiking by it or even a lake. Um, and you can sterilize and purify your water on the go. So you don't have to pack like five gallons of water for everybody. Um, but if you're going to be hiking near a water source, um, you can refill and replenish. Um, so that is definitely something we're very conscious of, um, making sure we're going to be by a water source um, and bringing that SteriPen so we can fill back up on water and make sure, you know, everyone stays hydrated. So that's just one tip from me. I won't steal them all. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great tips though. And I think like you hit the nail on the head though, dehydration is probably the most concern when it's really hot. So like, those are perfect to start with. Um, uh, Sarah, <laughs> I was like, who went next? I forgot already. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, water definitely, I think the most important one. Um, what we ended up doing after we had a really failed hike in Arizona, like I was kind of talking about earlier, <laughs> um, is we map out the exact trail or path that we're going to take when we hike and make sure that we check on like all trails or something like that to see if there's shade, to see if there's, you know, places where the kids can maybe stop and take a break um, and really evaluate just how long and how much maybe elevation gain, things like that you're going to have to take into account in order to complete the hike. So if it's a really hot day, we usually won't go over like a mile and a half with our kids just because our kids are not conditioned to that type of heat. So I think it's kind of knowing your bound boundaries and um, doing some trial runs first to see what your kids can handle. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, I mean, mine goes right along with you guys. I think water is the biggest thing for us. We try to stay near water. Um, I mean, obviously we have some activities that are not hiking that we do sometimes like paddle boarding and swimming and we try to do those things to beat the heat but hiking is definitely the thing that we're doing most often so when we're doing that um i try to have not only the water source but like make that water accessible and so a waterfall that they can go into or a hike that ends in a lake that they're allowed to swim in or something that gives uh the kids a way to like give a break to that heat and get in and cool down and get wet. Our goal on on hot hikes is to get wet at some point in the hike. So that's probably our our number one thing is that we end up in the water. 
I love that tip. And I think especially um, you guys in your area in Utah have stuff that I didn't think about as much because we don't see it here um, as often. But we were just there last week and we didn't realize how many of the lakes and river, well, mostly lakes, but our water um, resources or watersheds. And so you yes. can't swim in those. So even though there may be water on your trail, you may not be able to get in it. You might be able yeah. to refill, but you can't get in it. And so that exactly. was something we didn't realize at first. So, yeah, you have to know like the area you're going to and if yeah. you're even allowed to get in the water. So Yeah, totally. Um, so I we basically do a lot of the same things. And the other thing that I definitely noticed or thought about as well is that we tend to try, if we know it's going to be super hot, we'll try to not only, you know, pick hikes in the shade and the um, have plenty of water and, you know, a way to filter more and all of those things. But we also try to look at hikes that maybe start at higher elevation because then if you can get up higher you're already going to like drop that temp a bit so um even here in our in the pacific northwest we definitely see that temp change so like for us here in the metro area versus like going up to the mountains we can easily see a 10 degree drop um last week when we were in utah we saw an almost 30 to 30 to 35 degree drop when we went from um, like the Salt Lake City, Park City, you know, metro area up into the mountains, we were like 105 to like 72. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so finding those higher elevation hikes can definitely help too, I think. So um, thank you guys. Those are all awesome. Um, we can climb the hill in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> the one? No, I'm just The one hill. <laughs> where you or someone you were with had symptoms of a heat-related illness and how did you handle it? Because I think that that's something that can be super valuable for everybody who's listening to kind of learn tips and tricks from what we as nurses would jump in and do and what we look for um, in our kids or ourselves or other people we're with while we're out adventuring. So, Yeah, so actually one of the first one-on-one -on -one trips I took with my son, um, I'm like notorious, I was notorious for kind of maybe pushing the outer bounds of their um, limitations. So of course my son's seven and we like marched him, I marched him up like six miles uphill and um, you know, we did have water, but I think he got pretty dehydrated. He's just a little guy and he really exerted himself. So he had a pretty big headache. Um, it could have been the elevation too, but I think the combination of elevation and dehydration, um, I was worried about him. Uh, so of course being a nurse, I was like doing like neuro checks and like, I'm <laughs> very worried. It wasn't anything like that. I did just have him go ahead and drink a whole liter of water, have him lay down. Um, had him take uh, some ibuprofen. If it didn't help, you know, I was probably gonna head down, but those things alleviated it and we went on to finish our trip um, just fine. So that was the one time that I was like pretty worried about one of my kiddos. We haven't thankfully had anything since that, but um, yeah, I think he definitely got a little dehydrated on the trail there. So definitely really feeling it, so. Um, Sarah, how about you? I was gonna say I can go. Um, so I've obviously taken care of patients that have had heat stroke, but I actually had heat stroke as a teenager and my experience was, you know, I felt fine while I was actually participating in the events. I was riding bike. It was a hot summer day. 
Um, we rode bike all day and then we walked and definitely didn't have enough water. And it was afterwards that I actually got sick. Um, and I started to get a headache and get dizzy and I actually started throwing up. Um, I was really, really ill. Um, and that was before my nursing day. So of course I went to a hospital and um they pretty much said well we can check you in but if you just drink some electrolytes and lay down you'll probably be fine and i'm glad that they told me that it was a small hospital and i was like well okay so we just went and got some some kind of sports drink with electrolytes in it um in hindsight i like to give I think Pedialyte works really well, um, but just, you know, rest, get some, not just water, but some type of electrolytes in your system. Um, and that is probably one of the best things you can do. So for us, um, we've never had any of our kids or us get anything really bad. Um, like you, Tiffany, my husband's a nurse too. So our poor kids, they just get it from all. That is so funny. We're like all nurse family. (laughs) Right. Um, And so we're both very conscious. So if our kids even on a hike are like, I kind of have a headache, then we're immediately stopping, going in the shade. Um, We bring an empty water bottle that we always fill up by the water that we're in and just douse the kids in water if they like I said if we haven't gotten wet my husband will get them wet we'll and we'll just spend the entire time dousing them in water and then obviously uh getting them to drink and then Pedialyte is actually what we have a bit on hand with us on the hikes if uh, they start to get a headache at all um then we stop right then and and try to halt it so Luckily, we haven't had anything too bad, but I think the big key there is like knowing, not only knowing the signs and symptoms, but like knowing to prepare ahead of time. Like we, you know, they have to drink a lot all morning before we even get to a hike, if it's a hot day, and then hydrate on the hike. But all the things that prevent uh, are what I think are the biggest things so that you're aware of the signs, but that hopefully you don't have to get there. That's my husband commenting. I didn't catch that. That's hilarious. Okay. I actually saw that comment and I'm like, who posted that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, they must just really watch your account. No, okay, but that's hilarious. Um, I agree. Actually, while the other, uh, the rest of you were talking, I actually was thinking about that. That's one of the other tips I was going to give is that when we're getting ready to adventure, like that is one of the things that we do to beat the heat too, is we prehydrate. Like if I know that we're going on a hot hike the next day, then I will have the kids start the night before drinking extra fluids, getting some electrolytes in them ahead of time. And then the same thing, the morning of all those things, I think it helps a lot to be ahead of it versus trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the younger the kid, the harder they're hit. Like they're so sensitive to that mm-hmm. fluid imbalance and heat, and yeah, it's really important. Yeah, and you know we've had a couple times where like the kids start to get those mild things, like I have a headache, I have this, I have that. But a couple weeks ago, actually, we had this huge heat wave here in Portland, right, and the Portland area, and um, my oldest comes down at like ten thirty, ten thirty or eleven at night. He goes mom, I don't feel good. And I looked up at him and he was white as a sheet. He had, um, 
he felt clammy to the touch and he's like, I have a headache. I think I'm going to throw up. And I was like, he needs fluids. And my husband was like, are you sure? Maybe he has a stomach bug. I'm like, no, he needs, he needs fluids. It's been hot and he was out playing. And I bet you money if he didn't drink enough. Cause like we were in and out. He was, so he was in and out of the AC. And even though he was drinking, it wasn't enough to make up for the heat difference. So even though we weren't like out on this long hike, it really caught up with him. So um, those are some of the things that are a little bit more severe. He did perk up. It was fine. We didn't have to take him in, but we had to definitely watch him for the next couple hours and make sure he got enough hydration in. But um, the biggest time I remember being out and about was when I was doing camp nursing a few years ago. And we had um, an uncharacteristically hot week, not the 115s like we had recently, but it was probably mid-90s and it had been hot the week before, so kids have been out playing already, and then kids got dropped off at camp. The whole day of camp, you know, that whole transition, like, they don't drink well anyway, and they were dropped off, went to from one activity to another, and then the next day, I started seeing, like, one kid after the other, my tummy hurts, or I feel tired, or I have a headache, and I was like, oh, this is everyone. The whole camp is dropping, like, flies from the heat now, so then we basically turned that to a big push for, again, hydration, um, we can't give electrolytes at camp, so it's a whole thing, but, um, hydration and, um, taking the kids into the shade or into the AC where we can find it, if you can find it, um, that is definitely helpful too. So those are two instances we've run into in the past couple of years that have been, um, and signs and symptoms that we've started to see when the heat is starting to really affect kids. Um, and then the next question that we wanted to touch base on was how, and I think we kind of already covered it, but if you have anything else to add, we can jump in here. I'll just kind of let this one be a free for all. So do you guys have anything else to add about how you choose hikes or adventures when it's hot outside? Um, so anything, I mean, I know we've talked about kind of the higher elevation hikes or shade or water, but if there's anything else you have to add to that. Um, I would say timing. So not being out in the hottest part of the day. And here in like high desert land, like Boise, um, the hottest part of the day isn't actually noon. Like it's later in the afternoon where it's like just the ground and has had a chance to heat up and like the sun is still out and like you can just be baking at like three, even four o'clock because it stays light really pretty late till like 10 p.m. here. Um, so if you're gonna go, we like to go like evening, evening, even like after 8 p.m. for like a local hike and hit the sunset or we try to get up real early and be out and back before like your typical day hiker is out um and maybe be chilling by like a body of water for the rest of the day uh so that's kind of something that we do to um also combat the heat because yeah we've, we've been over 100 for almost two weeks now here and it's like oppressive <laughs> wow yeah, brutal. <laughs> That's one thing we don't get. <laughs> we have some awful winters, but <laughs> it's been a lot. Um, <laughs> it has. These heat waves have been insane. A few of our camping trips have been hitting like 110, and it's oh my gosh it takes the fun out of a lot of things at that point when you yeah, get yeah that's hot. super hot but we do the same that we we hike at sunset when i'm not good at mornings nice. uh, especially during pregnancy because we're like hike before the sun comes i'm like it's not happening so, <laughs> we do a lot of evening hikes and then for us it's just distance like 
you know, 110 degree weather is not the time we're going to try a six mile hike with a two year old and a five year old. Is and so um, the the hikes are less, I guess, epic. You know, their one mile hikes are fine for for us in the crazy heat. So distance is a big one. I agree. I think distance is huge. Um, when we were, we went to Antelope Island while we were in the northern Utah area, and I did not even realize how much warmer it was going to be from some of the other areas we had been in. So it had, it was like a good 10 degrees warmer than where we had been in Park City. And so we got there and I was like, oh, we'll do a couple short hikes. And we did, but they were, I had to cut out what I had planned on because it was so hot. And so you sometimes just have to evaluate too how everybody's doing. So we no did- no, there's no shade. There is literally no shade. And the water is, that's a whole nother story I've got to share later, but like the water is, there's a whole other thing. So it's not the same. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, and you've got salt water too. So you don't have somewhere to, you have limited places to refill while you're there too. So all of that is a, is a planning thing. And we took a bunch of water with us. We had extra in the truck. We cooled off between stops, um, you know, in the AC, like felt terrible so I'm like this is awful but I have to cool off like this is terrible we shouldn't be running the car but I have no choice um and so yeah it was like a quarter mile in and then a quarter mile back and then we did do one one mile hike and then the boys were like I'm like they were melting and I'm like okay I'm not gonna push it we're done we'll just call it we got we got to see it and that's just that um so yeah distance is huge too I agree completely um and, and even actually the other thing we did when we were there is we did go in the visitor center. So if you have a place that has other spots that you can break up, like if you're visiting somewhere like that or a national park that and it's really hot, head to the visitor centers to go in and kind of cool off for a bit before you go back out. If you're not on like a big long hike or way far away from those kind of resources, it's super helpful. Um, and then um, we had a couple of questions that were submitted ahead of time. And one of them was, how do you maintain motivation? I love that question. It cracked me up. Um, so I will see if anybody else wants to answer that first, though. I got it. Okay. <laughs> same answer for everything. Shameless bribery. Shameless, okay? What do we want to do, right? Like with my kids, I'm like, what do you guys want? <laughs> Just lay it to me straight. <laughs> <laughs> We absolutely do um, motivation bribery all the time. Skittles seems to work really well in our house. <laughs> yeah, or like a reward, kind of, you know, like end somewhere with water. You know, have, mm -hmm. a, have a destination, have, have a reward for yourself. Like we're going to go in this waterfall. We're going to jump in this alpine lake. We're going to, someone just said Skittles. Like, yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> we're going to. We're gonna get out there and do it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've been gone next level rewards before. Like when I knew I was pushing the girls to something <laughs> that they were not going to be fans of, I got like those little blind bags that have like one little prize in them that the girls love. And oh. if they got to the destination, they got a blind bag because I was like anything to get them wanting to be up there and I mean but for me the motivation is I know I'm a better mom like even if it's miserably hot I know I will be a better mom in miserably hot weather than I will be at home if we're like cooped up in a, a small space together so I know everyone's going to be happier even if point. it doesn't feel like, <laughs> like 
100%. (laughs) I find it hardest with my teenagers, to be honest. Like, because, you know, they don't, like the brides, they just don't care anymore, you know? And so it almost has to be like a destination that they really want to go to. And sometimes we sometimes we give them the option. Like if you don't want to come with for this one, that's okay. You can come with for the next one. And they're actually usually pretty cool with that. They just don't want to do every single one anymore. And that's okay. Like they're, they're exploring their friends and, you know, different season of life. And so I think that's something that, um, you know, we're pretty relaxed parents, I guess you could say. And, like we want them to have a healthy balance. So I think the teenagers are actually harder than our little ones. The little ones we can usually convince pretty easy. Totally. That is very least a point. Like <laughs> it's hard. Teenagers are hard. You're right. They're like, we don't want to. So <laughs> um, <laughs> now you're scaring me. We're just barely sneaking into this. I'm like bribery sports. <laughs> But we figured out, so, you know, my teenager likes to fish. So, you know, incorporating that, like, hey, we're going to hike to this lake that has, like, sweet fishing, you know, or by this river. So trying to, like, pull in stuff that they do like, just the stakes are higher. Like, it has to be real good. (laughs) So That's actually really, really a good point because I noticed that, too. All Black Week, the only thing my 11-year-old asked to do was go swimming the entire time we were there. He just wanted to go to the pool, go to the pool, and it was insanely crowded. So we were trying to avoid <laughs> But we were able to find compromises and do things like going to one of the reservoirs where he could swim or going to, we actually went rafting. And like, so finding things that like they're interested in and like tweaking that, I think is a really good tip because sometimes that's the yeah. Or <laughs> let them bring a friend. We've had a lot of success with that too, especially with my daughter, because she's got some really like friends that are close to her and she's the one who is yeah, freshman this year and um and that really helps because then she's got someone to talk to and you know it's not just her little siblings and her brother which isn't cool anymore (laughs) yeah no we're in a very similar stage I think with our olders because yeah if you bring a friend it's almost easier because they just kind of go off and do their own thing they don't end up like making the entertainment bothering their younger siblings so um (laughs) it's much better if we could just like hey like whoever I don't even care just bring them along yep (laughs) that's a great tip super smart okay so now I'm actually curious I'm just I saw one of the comments pop up and uh Widowmaker off-road I want to know what you're cooking for dinner but because I'm like literally have no food in the house I we came home from our trip and I scrounged the whole week until tonight like and finished up all of our food and I can hear my husband laughing downstairs because it's clear he's he's listening and he knows <laughs> we have scrounged through everything left and I told him to pick up dinner on the way home because I was like I got nothing <laughs> but um okay so the last question we have is how do you prevent heat rash I thought this was a great question what was the question I, you, my phone broke. how do you prevent heat rash oh okay Anybody? I mean I don't I got I nothing <laughs> Like, um, but I think a bit. A lot of times we think like the tank tops and the sh- uh, shorts are going to be the coolest thing in the heat. And if you remember, a lot of times heat rash um, can be in places of like friction and stuff. So wearing actually um, good loose fitting and like 
uh, light clothing, but wearing sleeves, wearing longer shorts, things like that can can help prevent uh, the heat rash because you're not getting a lot of like skin on skin. Um, and we actually, we do things like make sure that um, it can be so tempting to be like, I'm going to shower after today because today's going to be really hot and adventure day. But like making sure that we're showered and clean before um, just so the skin isn't like already hot, sweaty, or clogged, you know, and then uh, you're going into the heat. And then that's a lot of times what the heat rush is, is the clogged uh, sweat glands and stuff. So kind of giving yourself a good base to then get hot and sweaty. Come and shower after, <laughs> but kind of doing a double dipping on it to make sure you're uh, I guess not giving a good environment for heat rush. That's a great tip. And I like, we love the long sleeve UPF shirts too. Like, especially when it's really hot and sunny, it also saves me having to apply sunscreen as often. So that's also great. <laughs> um, I was actually just going to comment on that too. Like those are really good for that. Mm -hmm. And there a lot of them are surprisingly, I mean, they, they do sometimes seem warmer, but they're surprisingly cool because they're made out of fabrics that are meant to be wicking, not necessarily like the rash guard style, because those can actually get really hot, but the ones that are made for like fishing and those kind of things that are that real lightweight and looser fit, um, do a great job. Totally. And the other thing I was thinking, I know it's not exactly heat rash, but the other thing that sometimes happens too is like you said, the friction. And so if you have a spot in particular that because of your anatomy or whatever, you know, you're still going to have friction no matter what you do, they do make um, like that. It's, what is it? The one called, there's like a silicone type based um, formula. I think Monistat actually makes another one, but there's a different company that makes one and you can put it like under your arms if it's rubbing or whatever, and it'll help prevent that um, friction or between, you know, on your legs or whatever, wherever those spots are. And it does help in those areas that are gonna stay hotter, um, but you do have to kind of reapply it. So um, it's not always the most perfect, but it helps a little. Totally. Anybody else have anything else to add to the heat rash or friction area? <laughs> No, I think the point on like breathable clothing is great. Um, we use merino wool even in the summer because it's so breathable and like moisture wicks. And I baby wear, so um, we just like sweat all over each other. It's kind of gross. But um, as soon as I take my baby off, we're like quickly dry if uh, we wear merino wool. Um, Patagonia actually makes some really great uh, UV sweaters kind of that you're talking about. They're even hooded, but they're so lightweight. Um, they're not warm or anything. I don't feel hot in it. So love that. Yeah. Yep. I have one just like that. That was mountain hard. That's mountain hardware. And I love it too. So I heard when you when you were talking about wearing your baby and like taking it off i keep thinking to myself i have a breathable hiking backpack and i still sweat all over my backpack like there is no escaping it i just like i can't wait till we get somewhere and i can take it off and i'm like oh yes. <laughs> magic <laughs> that's a great tip too using a cool towel or one of those cooling towels between um their tula so between like the baby and the two or the baby and you or um, that's a good tip. I like that idea. Um, actually, one that makes me think of one thing that I didn't mention before. The other thing we've done when we're really hot or somewhere we just can't cool up because we are by a body of water is 
kind of along Rachel's line where she like her husband will take the water and just douse him, but we actually will um, like take their shirts off. I mean, I have boys, but I'll take their shirts off and dunk them and get them soaking, soaking wet or their hat or whatever because all of that just getting getting their body cool helps a lot as well. Yeah, we we dip their their sun hats, which obviously we want. Uh, I only have two that will wear sun hats and one that refuses, but we you know put that on them as much get them wet on our last hike i got to the waterfall and i was like nope i'm hot so i took my tank top and completely soaked it and put it back on because just having like a little bit of water on you makes a huge difference so but we do that and we just dump their their whole clothes and then they dry as they hike (laughs) definitely um and it looks like i think somebody uh actually my husband said he thinks it might be runner's side that you're talking about (laughs) um so the other um anyway i think did anybody else have any questions did we have any more pop in there stephanie i haven't had any i was going to write down the one about um rachel's husband but then it was her husband (laughs) (laughs) that's my moment (laughs) also i have a question um are you all married to nurses as well like are we I am I'm actually not okay I'm I'm the only one who's not no no oh okay my husband's not a nurse either so and it's funny because I'm the opposite like I'm a nurse but I'm like but did you die like are you bleeding (laughs) are you okay you're that's what we are yeah yeah Yeah, same (laughs) just keep walking (laughs) just a scratch you'll be fine (laughs) yeah opposite like mom you're a nurse you're supposed to care i'm like no (laughs) 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 not how this works (laughs) i know when our youngest daughter was two we were actually up in um in the pacific northwest and she had i think i told tiffany this but she had fallen and she hit her head on a table like right when we got to a hotel and she actually almost amputated the top part of her ear and when it had happened yeah it was really bad my husband kind of picked her up because he thought she just hit her head but he moved her hair away and her ear kind of went with it and like I've never seen someone get white so fast in my entire life and he just gave me this look like what do we do and and all I could do I was like somebody go get a cold wet rag and let's hop in the car and I put it on her ear he's like why are you not panicking I'm like there is nothing to panic about it's her ear first of all so if she lost it like it sucks but I mean come on <laughs> like, I'm much more worried about a concussion <laughs> you know so organs are okay but <laughs> yeah like it's her ear <laughs> that's so funny see with my kids I'm not calm no matter what it is like no I mean when it's emerged like my my youngest when she was little almost fully amputated her finger too and I was not okay Um, (laughs) but that's like kind of the only other like when it's actually serious I'm like my nurse brain goes out the window when it's my oh mine was still there I actually I actually requested to stay in the room while they did her surgery and they let me it was pretty cool oh no Mm -hmm. no 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 Yeah, it was crazy. They did a, a conscious sedation. So she um, she was like, well, I can't even say she was conscious because they must have gave her, I don't know. I don't even know what they gave her, to be honest. But they gave her something. And she was awake, but she, like, 
obviously couldn't remember anything. And I just remember being really crazy because they had to do three layers of stitches to her ear to connect like the cartilage and the soft tissue and things like that. And I remember her just like kind of staring up at the ceiling and I'm like, this is weird. You know, she didn't know we were there. It was just, it was crazy, but it was cool to see. I've never seen such a delicate surgery before. Wow. Yeah. If it was your ear, I'd be okay with it. But it was my kid's ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. It's definitely different when it's somebody you're really close to, or it can be sometimes. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of like you, Stephanie. Sometimes if it's super severe, I'm a little more concerned. But then if it's like, it's got to be real severe, though. Like, I mean, yeah. But even then, like, I feel like even when my, my youngest had his, like, peanut reaction, I was able to still, like, have my wherewithal and do what I needed to do and, you know, get through things. So, like, I, it was like that, I don't know, it was, it was a little panicky, but it was like, I still know what to do. And, like, we're just going to move through and plow through and do it. So, like, it's, yeah, anyway. Um, well, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody for joining us, you ladies, for taking time out of your evenings to chat with me and for everybody who hopped on and off during the live. I know it's like dinner time, bedtime for everybody. So we will, um, I will try to save this so everybody can come back and listen to it again. And um, if you guys actually want any more info about heat-related illnesses or how to be safe when you adventure in the heat, a couple weeks ago, I sent an email to our email list with way more deep like nitty-gritty detail that included things like um signs and symptoms and i even put totally put in there a p chart so what your p should look like what it should not look like and like your warning signs so, yeah so actually that's something we can touch on real quick so there's like obviously you know when you go to the bathroom that you have different colors of urine right so if it's really light yellow to clear you're you're good you're staying hydrated your body is getting the amount of fluid that it needs but if it's starting to creep into that really dark yellow or, or brownish color, you're definitely not drinking enough and you should be hydrating and probably getting yourself out of that heat if, even if you're not experiencing symptoms yet because you will be if you're, not, um, if you're not already. So I have a chart and all of that that was included in the email and I am going to put that in our um, bio here as soon as we get off so that you guys can just go click on that, read the information if you want and see the chart and all the details um, as well. Um, but anyway, um, does, <laughs> I just got my, you spent a lot of time on Instagram today and notification. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, anybody have any last minute things to add or any questions that we missed? I think that's good. No, but of course, yeah, we're all available in our various different yeah. accounts to answer questions. Definitely going to check out your blog and your P chart. I'm very interested. In that. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that's the nurse in me, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, this was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah it was really fun. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um, love following all of you. And I think if you guys are on and don't already follow them, you will love them too. They have such fun adventures and their kids are adorable. Uh, that is it, and thank you, everybody. Hope you have a great night. Awesome. Yeah, Bye. you too. Bye. 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 Bye.